Do you own an RV or camper? In this episode, we're going to talk about how you can rent your RV or camper for fun and profit on Heavy Metal Money. Hey, welcome back. While I may totally be a nerd and I geek out over technology or 80s action figures and vintage video games, I still like to get my wilderness on. You know, go out in nature. And some of the best memories I've ever had are hanging out with like my dad and my uncles and my cousins when we were camping, right? Or up north. I've even done some little backpack camping with my son and, and it was really fun. Now, for years I'd, I'd disconnect, right? I'd go up and I would head to the hunting shack every fall and, you know, we'd sit in the tree for hours and just motionless, listening to the, you know, chirp of the birds, the squeak of the field mouse, and the chatter of the squirrels. Ugh, they're pissed. They don't like it when you're there. You're invading their space. Squirrels get pissed. Well, and I had tent camped for years, either in the backyard with the kids as toddlers, um, or at campgrounds throughout the Midwest. And I also camped several times in Kadat, Wisconsin at Rockfest. Again, I've seen some killer shows at this festival, and they've been doing it for like 30 years. Pretty crazy. But there comes a time, especially when we're over 40, and we just don't want to sleep on the ground anymore. We don't want to fight with every deflating air mattress or having all your gear and stuff get soaked when it rains. And let's be honest, it's going to happen, right? And so this is when it comes time for an upgrade. And this is when I purchased my 21-foot travel trailer that I've given the name The Rock Box. Now in this post, we're gonna walk through what it means to rent your camper or RV, how much time and effort it can take, and most importantly, really understand how much money that you can make. Now keep in mind, this is just my experience and your mileage may vary. So I've always been looking for another side hustle, right? Another revenue stream that really knocks down debt, can help me build wealth, or even like fund some of the other crazy hobbies that I have. And I've been looking to, you know, purchase a camper or travel trailer. And this was actually purchased, you know, one to my, for my annual summer music festival visits, but also so I could begin to travel and see some sites and go to places like national parks, right? Like go to Yellowstone or the Badlands, places that I've never, never been. But then I also started thinking, well, I had the idea, let's, let's rent this camper when I'm not using it. Now, I had no idea how this was going to work. I know other people were doing it, but I had to learn this entire process. And so it's a risk, but it's also fun, right? So let's go ahead and give this a try. Now, my particular camper was a 21-foot 2016 Salem Cruise Light. And the attraction of this particular model is that it was relatively light. It was under 3,000 pounds. It can be towed by virtually any V6 vehicle. And I found that um, the one that I purchased, I actually got it used off of Craigslist for about $9,000. Now, I actually went and looked at this, uh, this model at several lots, uh, several different dealers. I actually also went to the uh, RV and motorhome show um, when it was here in Minneapolis. I looked at this particular model and I then found this used on Craigslist and it was only one season old, which was awesome, right? And I got to save thousands of dollars. Now, I also experimented with several different platforms as far as posting it for rent. So like marketing as well as what to price it at. And I found that if I kept my rates relatively low, 
it, it, it did equate to more consistent rentals throughout the entire season. Now, listing your camper or, or, or travel trailer is super easy on the platforms that are out there. And I experimented with like three different platforms. Uh, one was RV Share, which by far was my favorite. Then there was Outdoorsy. And then there was one called Campanada, which I then realized was just entering the US market, which it typically was being used overseas. Well, the listing on all the sites were free, they get you. <laughs> we're gonna talk about the fees here in just a minute. But I found RV Share to really be the easiest and the most straightforward. All rental contracts and addendums are all electronic and signed electronically. This makes it super simple. So once the contract is assigned and you're gonna hand off to the renter, all you do, you can print out your contract or just do what I did and display it on something like an iPad. It's all, all signed, ready to rock. So it's super simple. Now let's go ahead and dig into those fees. So RV Share, my preferred platform, charges an overall percentage or the commission rate is what they, what they charge. Now in renting one RV, my commission rate was 25%. So they're gonna take 25% of everything that I rented. And this rate does go down if you have multiple rentals. So think of larger lots. People that buy, sell, and trade, they may have fleets of campers that they rent, especially in warmer parts of the country where you can rent them year round. So there has been, um, I remember there was this one time when I actually had several inquiries during the same time period. For example, the week that I took my kids to Yellowstone National Park, I had five people inquire if I had the rental available that week, even though it said it was booked on those reservation sites. It was crazy. So there were times when I thought to myself, should I invest in more campers? <laughs> I don't know. But in addition to the commission rate, RV Share also charges a service fee with every rental. So this is something that they added just recently. And as you can see, it does start to eat into the profits. So let's look at an example of an upcoming reservation that I had. You can see here, it was for a total of 14 nights and the service fee was $88.90. And then they add obviously the insurance that is charged on there. And in this case, I actually added the generator. So I actually charge a flat, flat rate, 50 bucks to rent my generator. There are some people that really get granular on it and charge it based on runtime hours and stuff. And it's just way too complicated. 50 bucks, you can borrow my generator, no problem. I would say probably half of the, my renters rent my generator at 50 bucks. So it can be a little bit extra um, income there. Um, now, as far as my, my uh, rental price, I charge a pretty conservative $110 a night at the time. And it's a bit on the lower side for comparable campers and based out of this location. Now that $88 service fee, they claim that it helps ensure, in their words, the renter has a positive outcome um, if anything unexpected occurs while on the road. So keep in mind, this does include things like 24 seven roadside assistance, covers things like lockouts, dead batteries, tire changes, towing, and more. Now, I will say this is well worth it. When I first got the camper, I didn't have a spare tire on the camper. And so I've since now added a spare tire on, on the back of the camper. But one of the first weekends it was being rented, what do you suppose happened? Yeah. I had someone that got a flat tire on their way to their campsite. And, uh, but it was relatively simple. Um, knowing that, you know, they had to contact RV Share. There was a 24 hour set, uh, 24 seven roadside assistance number. 
someone came out, they actually jacked it up, removed the tire. Um, in this case, they brought the tire to a service center, repaired the tire, and brought it back, put it back on, and they were on their way. So this absolutely does have some value. Now then let's consider that RV share is gonna take like 25% that two week rental. So with the commission, that actual two week rental, I would get uh, about $410 would be withheld from the payout. That's what RV share is gonna make. So let's go ahead, you know, I, I know a lot of people are gonna talk about, well, can I just do this on my own? But there's a lot of value that comes with it, right? So for instance, People are like, well, can I just use Craigslist? Handle this all myself? And I will say, you certainly can, but there are a few things that add considerable value. And one of the things that I like, we already talked about, is the roadside assistance piece. One less thing for me to worry about. And the payment processing. They take all that stuff into account, right? So like the um, collecting of the payment, the security deposit, payment directly into my bank account, and then releasing the security deposit once the rental is complete, Super slick, really easy. It's kind of, it just works, right? Another main advantage too, is not dealing with your own insurance. So it's completely facilitated through the service. So for instance, RV Share has partnered with two of the nation's most experienced RV insurance providers. That's MBA Insurance and National General Insurance Company. And this provides both liability and comprehensive as well as collision coverage, not only you, your vehicle, and the renter for the duration of the rental period. And it's just super simple. It's already taken care of. So I just, I love the fact I don't really have to deal with it. Now, now this was right up and right up, uh, up until before COVID. I was currently renting my camper in its third season. And you can see that that summer I started, um, we were well on our way to booking about $11,000 in total earnings. So in those three quick seasons, the camper was already paid for itself. But let's go ahead and take a, a little look at, you know, we know how much we rent it for, we know how much we're going to earn, but how much time and effort does it really take? And the short answer is not much. So upon every camper rental, we take about 30 to 45 minutes to, to prepare and to train the renter. It's pretty simple in that in this case, right, my camper, we're not driving an RV. Um, we don't have to deal with like slide outs or other complicated systems, right? So I demonstrate how to use the stabilizing jacks. I explain how the hot water and, and water pump work. I explain um, how to turn on the LP gas if you're gonna use the heater or, or cook inside. Um, I also explain how to dump the septic tank. I also remind them too that if they don't want to deal with the septic, that's totally fine. I'll just charge them upon return. So again, another great way that you can earn um, some extra income. Originally, I didn't do that, but after my first season, I realized that a lot of people don't want to deal with it. And you can earn an extra 50 bucks every rental and it takes you just a couple minutes to dump the septic. Well worth it. So like I said, it's actually pretty quick. So every now and then you get someone that asks a lot of questions and that's totally fine. You know, maybe they've never rented a camper before and they're just being cautious. So it's okay, man, just smile, nod, and answer their questions, everything is cool. Um, we also then have a departure form that is initialed and signed stating that they've been trained like, you know, on things like the septic, how to crank out the awning, 
Um, and then we actually identify if there's any existing damage to the camper. So we, we take a walk outside the camper, we look inside the camper, making sure there's no scratches, dings, divots, that type of thing. And then we also have a short return form. So once the renter returns um, the camper, we do a quick walk around of the exterior and the interior of the camper to ensure that uh, there isn't any new damage. And so I check if the septic was dumped, and then we look to see if any of the loose items are, are, are back, right? We wanna make sure we get back like the AC power adapter, the hitch lock. Um, I actually include mirror extensions with my rentals. So depending on what vehicle they have, they can put mirror extensions on, it really helps. Um, and I also let them borrow the ball for the hitch. Many people, I guess, just don't have the two and five sixteen inch size required for my trailer. Again, this is something you could charge for, but I just toss it in and it's never been a problem. I get it back every time. Um, now, once the camper is returned, we have to get it ready for the next renter. So I sweep out uh, the camper, I wipe down and sanitize all the interior surfaces, as well as ensure things like uh, RV toilet paper, dish soap, hand sanitizer, any other supplies, you know, like I include like, uh, you know, paper, paper towel and, and then paper plates, make sure all that's replenished. Now I don't supply any linens or anything in my camper. Um, you know, some people do, they treat it like this, this luxury experience. Um, I think it's weird. I mean, I would want to use my own sleeping bag if I was camping in someone's trailer. So I just don't, I don't have any, uh, any linens in mine. Um, but I do understand some people, they, they fly into a, a, a location, they fly into an area that they're going to be camping in. Um, I just choose not to do it in my camper. I then scrub, I take a vehicle brush and a bucket and then I scrub the outside of the camper. The, the front of the camper is usually caked with dead bugs, depending how much freeway time they have, right? And uh, so it's a dirty job, but someone has to do it. Um, since I have the hose out, I then fill the freshwater tank with clean water and I add some conditioning additive. Well, if you add the return and preparation process, it takes about an hour. So let's break it down, right? So in a weekend rental, you can have an hour for return and prep time, 30 minutes for instructions and send off. And then after all fees and commissions, one weekend rental, so like Friday to Sunday evening, you can actually have $255 transferred into your bank account. So let me ask you, what do you think? Like, is it, would it be worth it to you? $255 for, you know, an hour and a half worth of work? Not too bad. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Be sure you leave your comments below, like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.